here. It is finally here. Episode 100 of the TFW Podcast. That's freaking wrestling. We have done 99 of these things, and we got a special one for you on today's podcast. So excited for this. Thank you guys if you have been along for the journey. We'll get to our thank you toward the end of this show, but you know I like to give up the thanks. And if it wasn't for y'all, you wouldn't even be doing this thing right now. Rhodesia out here looking like fine Michael Jackson from the 1984 Grammys with the, the sparkles. Look at her. My guy Ishan representing the leather. What is up, y'all? We, we hit number 100. They told us it wouldn't last. Actually, nobody ever told us that. They told us we couldn't do it. Actually, nobody told us they couldn't. We couldn't do it. But we here. The haters are crying right now. We made a hundred of these things. What's up, y'all? Hey, I just want to go to the celebration. I know we have a whole show lined up. You just want to like, drink. Just, I just what you want to do. I kind of do. Bring it down. Kinda, Bring it down. Kinda, See, I'm kind of ready for it. But Bring it down. My heart rate's like 125 beats per minute. I just want to party. Like, come on. And you calling me MJ from 84 Grammys? Ooh, look at her. Look at her. Boy, you didn't got about eight Grammys in you right now. I represent that thriller. Ishan, what up, man? What's going on? Hey, and Saray, if you listen to the pod, look, Matt didn't mean no harm. He think his wife is like a man, too. So he definitely didn't mean any harm by his comments. That shouts out for, for the old folks. Maybe people weren't listening or down with the TFW pie. You want to tell them real quick what you mean by that? Oh, yeah. So we had an awesome, awesome segment where uh, Soraya, the beautiful Soraya, Matt compared her to uh, a beautiful Michael, a beautiful MJ. Gorgeous MJ is what I said. Gorgeous she looks MJ. like a gorgeous Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we did a little video clip, put it up. Soraya saw it and she was mad. A little mad, maybe big mad. Not sure. She wasn't mad. I think she just put us over in her in her way. That was all. Oh yeah, she definitely gave us some 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 clips and some some yeah. views. Absolutely, that's, that's yeah. all she did. So we we appreciate Saraya. We love Saraya. We love everybody in this world, and we love all you guys for listening, checking us out. Like I said, hey, we got I don't a love special. Everybody. It's a couple of y'all I hate. I was... Okay, well, easy. Hey, well, we know one of them, Tony Khan in AEW. So that's <laughs> that's right on brand, right on time. Uh, we got some special special guests on this podcast. Um, it is time for them to show up because we talk about them more than probably anybody else. So we will get to that. Of course, we're like kind of doing like a, a two-parter on this episode. We're going to give you all the regular TFW talk that you know and love. And then we're going to get to the actual hundredth episode celebration after that and, and kind of have some fun with that. So I want to start with um, word is now allegedly confirmed that there is no Roman Reigns showing up at Elimination Chamber. So all the talk, my scenario that I had of getting Rock and Roman at Elimination Chamber seems to be off. There is no Roman Reigns. CM Punk will be at the Chamber. So that goes to what we'll be talked about in the last spot where I think we're getting Drew and Punk in February. But no Roman Reigns. It's time for us to do our booking. Whoever wants to go first. Now that we know there is no Roman Reigns versus Rock scheduled for Elimination Chamber. Give me your best case scenario. Book it. What is the best case scenario now for Rock, Roman, and then Cody Rhodes finishing the story? 
I didn't know I was supposed to think on this show. Um, let's see. I've always thought that it was going to be Rock and Roman at Mania. So can I just say revert to episode 99 to see what I thought? Or is that I going to fly on this episode? Fly like bird. Give us your thoughts, lady. I'm telling you, I, I've always said that it was going to be Rock, Roman, and Mania. Okay, so how are we going to get there? I right. don't know. I thought I thought maybe something would have happened at Elimination Chamber to kind of set that up and tee that up for Rock Roman and Mania. Since we don't have that, I don't want to say that they're going to do something on a random SmackDown. So I'm actually kind of perplexed. So then now is we are we not seeing Rock and Roman at Mania? That makes me kind of feel like maybe we're not. But then why tease it? And then when uh, when would you do this again? When will we have the 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 fight for the head of the table? So I'm really, really confused. I, I don't know. Rhea, bring back up. So guys, uh, Paul Heyman always tells us the truth in his promos. He told us in his promo that we are going to get a new undisputed champion at Royal Rumble. And I think he's right. I'm telling y'all, I think he's right. Paul Heyman said we're getting a new undisputed champion of the Rumble? He did. Something to that regards. He yeah, said, he, he, "Yeah, he said it's uh, what do you say? It's virtually impossible for Roman to retain, or some to that effect. Like it's almost guaranteed. The way it's set up is for him to lose the title." He told us what it was his uh, his uh, his catchphrase. It's, pre- it's a, uh, not spoiler, a spoiler. Not a prediction. It's a prediction. Right, and that's what he did. They're taking that belt off on at, at, at the Rumble. And we're going to get The Rock and Roman Reigns at Mania for one of the main event slots at night one or night two for the head of the table. That's what that's going to be about. Because I, I believe that if Cody is positioned in some type of a title match, I think there might be a little outrage. And I don't think it's just going to be from the uh you know the hardcore fans mm-hmm. i think it's going to be some of the wwe fans in general i think they want to see cody get his win get his championship and finish that story at mania i think that's what people want to see right now because what you can't do is have rock challenging for the undisputed championship cutting those promos he cut the other week look because like that promo i was going to come on the air and say it was a bad promo I think Matt, you did. I wasn't gonna do that. Out of respect to him, Mm-mm. I, I was going. I was gonna be one. I was gonna let it go. Right? Sometimes, uh, so, hey, look. Sometimes when you got friends and you got family and they do something, you know, off the cuff or unusual, you just act like it didn't happen. Like, right? You just act like it didn't happen. That's that's what that was. Rock's family for me. Like, look, I let that thing go. I wasn't gonna talk about it. But that might be the kind of rock we have now. Right? Right? And if he's going to be cutting those types of promos, I think you're going to get some 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 boos or some some disruption from the fan base. They got to get that belt off Roman. Now's the time to do it, right? And then it gives Roman something to talk about in a couple months whenever he comes back, right? When his next hiatus, his next uh, break he takes, he can come back and he can talk about how he never lost the championship. And that Cody has something to prove until he beats him. It's a, it sets up a whole nother thing for them at another Royal Rumble or SummerSlam mania. I think it makes perfect sense. I love it. So then, so you have, okay, so your best case scenario is 
Uh, Roman loses at the Rumble, right? Yes. Who's he lose to? Who's going to win the four-way? Yeah. I'm thinking we're going to get Roman. I think Brandy Orton's going to win. Okay. And I think uh, LA Knight. No, I think AJ. AJ takes the pin. Okay. So AJ Orton, Orton wins. So Roman does not take the pin, right? Does not take the pin. Um, so then you got, do you have Cody and Randy at Mania and Cody winning to finish the story? That's, that's how I'm, I got my glasses on. These are my reading glasses right here, guys. I'm ready for it right now. That's what, this is, this is the book that I'm looking forward to reading. This is a chapter I need in my life. And then you have Rock Roman at Mania. Sounds good. Got it. Okay. So I put, I put a little bit of thought into this because when I saw that, I was like, okay, uh, I thought they, I thought it was a possibility for Rock Roman at Chamber, but then I'm like, that's a that's a WrestleMania match, right? It's got to be a WrestleMania match. So before we even do that, uh, shout out to Rhea Ripley. I came on here and said last episode that man it sucks, she's not gonna be able to main event Elimination Chamber if they do Rock and Roman. She's absolutely main eventing her home country now in whatever <laughs> match she has. I think it's gonna be Nia Jax, but shout out to uh, Rhea for that. That's, that's you heard, you heard it first here. You heard it first here that's on the TFW show. So let's let's do this. Um, for Cody's immediate gratification, if if the number one priority is for Cody to finish the story over everything else, I would have the Rock cost Roman the title at Mania. Of course, you mean Orton wins. At Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, I'm sorry, at Rumble. Yep. Okay. Um. Then I would have Cody win the Chamber. To get a title shot. Okay. Then, of course, he takes on Orton for the title. And then you go Rock Roman. So you do have Orton winning, then the Vader four-way. Yep. Got it. So kind of the same thing that he just said. Mm -hmm. If the number one priority is Cody immediate gratification, we got to get Cody the title. This is how you do it. For best case scenario for Roman would be Cody and Randy non-title match at Mania. Somehow they get into it over the next couple months. Maybe Randy turns heel, because there is an incredible story you can tell mm -hmm. with them that is worthy of WrestleMania main event status. Roman, Rock, at Mania. Roman For the title? retains, of course, yes. Right, okay. Roman retains. Roman beats Hogan's record yes if if this is all about making roman the biggest star in modern wrestling history for wwe right that would be the way to go third one is a little uh tell me what you guys think about this one if we're just looking at our chips are down our, our board is not set we need to have the best possible case scenario for everybody involved I would go Rock Roman at Mania for the title. So Roman retains at Rumble. I would go Roman beating Rock at Mania. I would then have Roman beat Hogan's record, which would be in September. So this entire run was all about making Roman the fixture and face of WWE going forward. The same way we look at Hogan, it would now be replaced with Roman. I would then have 
Cody challenge Roman at Survivor Series, which would just so happen to be in New York City at Madison Square Garden, which is where Dusty Rhodes did not finish the story, where he held the belt up. It was in that building. And do it at Survivor Series. Cody wins that. So you were able to get everything you need. The only thing you didn't get was Cody finishing the story at Mania. But you got the biggest WrestleMania main event in history, Rock and Roman. You got Roman, which is this close to creating history and beating Hogan's reign. You got that. And then you still get Cody beating Roman. This time it's not at Mania, but it is in the same building that his dad didn't finish the story. Now, I don't know where... Survivor Series is going to be at. But I think that would be best case scenario overall. Give me your guys' thoughts on that. Sign me up for that. Sign me up for that. Because, you know, the underlying message there was that we be Hogan record. So I'm, I'm fine with that. That's, so what, I think that's, that's what I'm interested in. I, that's what I'm interested in because you guys want to sit on Roman Reigns being a seasonal champion for a whole nother year just to beat a record. I think that you guys are in a small group of people that actually even care about that. Like it, it, I, I had no idea how long Hogan had that title until they brought it up whenever they brought it up. And I think that the bigger fan base cares more about finishing the story than Roman breaking that record. At the end of the day, Roman Reigns is a heel anyway, right? So we're celebrating a heel champion who barely defends the, the title about, you know, beating another heel champions uh, reign. I mean, I just really don't care enough about that Hulk Hogan uh, reign to break it, to have to sit through another year of a... He's out of a part-time at this point. He's seasonal. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is not, not, it's not that I'm, I'm tired of Roman. I like, I really enjoy Roman. If I can get Roman Reigns to show up as much as he did maybe in 2021, right? He was considered part-time then. Uh, he showed up maybe, what, maybe once or twice a month. He he wrestled on maybe every two or three PLEs. You know, I was fine with that, but this Roman Reigns that we see sparingly throughout the year, holding on to a championship on the, on his formatic matches that he has, like, I just don't want to sit through that just to beat Hogan. Like, I would rather finish the story than that reign. So I'm, just, I'm, in, I'm interested in how many people actually would rather see Roman beat the streak mm -hmm. or see Cody finish the story. Let us know. Let us know, guys. Hit us up. Of course, the YouTube comments hit us up on X. That's F and W. I'll be interested to know. The reason why I brought that up is because what if WWE's focus when they started this entire storyline was, hey, we hope to get Rock and Roman, but we want this reign to be the most talked about reign in the history of WWE. So if they do that. And we're looking at between April and November with my case scenario, really talking about from April to September of beating Hogan's record. That's not long at all. Yeah, you, you miss Cody's spot again, but we've talked about numerous times on the pod how they have an embarrassment of riches of superstar talent and over wrestlers in the company that's not going to really hinder the product on TV. Now, if it was going to hinder the product on TV, I wouldn't even brought it up. I just don't think it's going to hinder the product. I think the product could be just as good, if not better, just because that finished. 
Uh, if he if he could do that in the same building that that Dusty was in, man, that is that's tough. That's tough. I mean, especially because I felt like he had part of his story written and completed, being the main event of night two at last WrestleMania. So now, if they can get Survivor Series at MSG, you can write that even better. There was no way to write that even better. And, and I and I do think better. and I do think I know the story is not taking the belt off of Roman. I just can't see them having Roman lose the title and he didn't even get pinned. That's the sticking point for me. Now, maybe even, okay, so then if we run with this and we say Rock costs Roman the title at Rumble and he gets pinned by Orton, I could digest that a lot better. But, but then, then I, okay. it, it would feel but like I, a consolation prize to me, though, if it's Orton and Cody for the title. Bingo, I was Mania, just about to say Roman that. And, yeah. I mean, I felt I would feel like he you said a perfect consolation prize. Like, so you're about to win this title off of Randy Orton after what, just two months of him holding it. Like to me, I would and I'm not as big as a Cody fan as he is and a lot of other people. I would just feel like you did him a disservice this whole time he's been back just for him to win it off of Orton at Mania, just to say that he got it at Mania. If we can get survived, the story is to take it off of Rock, but it almost is like you got to take it off somebody who is so high. He fought this whole time, battle climbing this mountain for years, keep going, 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 just to win it off of Randy Orton. And I'm not saying that disrespectful to Randy Orton. I'm just saying that he would have been only the title holder for two months. Yeah, you guys are disrespecting Randy Orton. Cancellation prize is just Randy Orton. He's one of the greatest wrestlers of all times. And so you, so champion. as a the, the, fan. The, the, Yes, because the, 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 the story isn't about Roman Reigns. The, the story is about him winning the championship that his daddy never won. So, so that's the story. Let's do that. And then, and as I said, like you guys, it sounds like you guys care a lot about him, Roman Reigns, being number two in the record books. I don't, look, no, we don't care about number two. We care about number one. And so unless he's going to get the number one streak, who cares about number two and three? That's why so we talk about Michael Jordan. question. The point blank question is, would you feel just as satisfied as Cody winning at Mania off of an Orton? We're just saying Orton's going to win after him holding the title for two months. Then if he won it again, we're booking MSG for Survivor Series. Would you feel just as satisfied? I would feel just as satisfied because number okay. one, as a fan, I, want to, I would rather see him win the championship at Mania than see the wait a whole nother year and just for Roman Reigns to defend every six months, have the same match every six months just to beat a record that I don't care about. So now here we go. Now we, we got us, we got ourselves in a conundrum here. So we know it's two night mania and we have probably three main event spots. Who's going to be the main event on night one and two. If you have, it's got to be Seth Punk, and Punk. You Seth got and Seth Punk. and Punk and you got yep. Roman and Rock. Roman and Rock is not going to not go last on one of those nights. Well, so then now you can't so then you right. can't even do it. So then, so so then my last Cody question to you guys. So my last question to you guys. And it is, it is just, it is to you what you just said, Rhodesia. It is point blank. This is it. Then we can move on. Because I, I need you to book something else for me, Rhodesia. Oh, I thought it was If time. you can only have one. You can only have one. Only can have one. Only one. Only one. You're getting Cody finishing the story at this year's Mania. Or you're getting... Rock Roman, and Rock Roman can only happen at this year's Mania. Which one are you taking? It's easy for me, Rock Roman. Cody finishes the story. 
There you go. I love what about it. you, Matt? 50-50. Rock Roman, to me, is the biggest match in history, in WrestleMania history. Like, we saw Hogan and Rock at Mania. We've seen a lot Either of there. what is looked at as biggest WrestleMania matches in history we've been there personally for. Only thing we weren't there for uh, is Hogan-Andre. That would be considered, like, the biggest. Not the best. Was that The biggest yet? WrestleMania matches. Yeah. Uh, no, you weren't. No, oh, you were. That was um, baby. That's three. So for for us to be able to see that match, that that's the biggest match you can make in wrestling. So give me that over Cody winning. So what I need you to book for me, Rhodesia, we we, oh, we gave our Royal Rumble picks on a cool video that we're doing uh, with another channel, which we'll give you guys some information on that as we get closer to the Royal Rumble. And we gave our women's Royal Rumble predictions and we gave our men's Royal Rumble predictions. Rhodesia, your women's Royal Rumble prediction was Bailey. Yes. I don't okay. remember the guy, so don't ask me. <laughs> don't matter about the guy. Just talking about Bailey right now. We saw on SmackDown, Bianca and Bailey Russell, which Bianca looked incredible. I, I put on Twitter. Oh, God. It felt like it was like a showcase match for her. I mean, it, it was, but it's not about Bianca right now. I'm going to stick to Bailey. Mm-hmm. Book for me how. Okay, Bailey wins the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. What is her path to WrestleMania? So seeing that now they're really starting to turn up the dissension mm-hmm. in the ranks of damage control. Mm-hmm. If Bailey wins the Rumble, give it to me what her road to WrestleMania looks like. So same thing. Right before she wins the Rumble, all that dissension is turned all the way to Max. They're trying to cost her to lose the match. In the end, she somehow prevails. Now she's going on a mean streak. And now she can do what she originally started was to become the champion utilizing damage control in the beginning to be her henchman. But now she's about to go after them and going straight for EO. Who's the hill? I think Bailey's going to have a way of making it where she is empathized. So in the end, it will be EO being the hill. So you have EO and damage control being the hill. You have Bailey win the rumble to take on EO. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they, they tried everything. They tried everything. They tried everything to make her lose the rumble, but she prevails. Is that tickling your fancy? No. Let me tell you, this is what I'm booking. This is, I, this is why I picked Bianca. I would like to see Bianca win the Rumble. And I would like to see her challenge Rhea Ripley. I don't think we've gotten that match on the big stage for the mm-hmm. Raw Championship. Nope. What I would like to see at Mania for the women, because I believe they all deserve spots. Right? How can we get as many women on that show as possible. I know. I know. No. I know. No, we're I know. not. No. I know. I know. Please, please, please. Please. Right, hold on. Save, save, put, save for, <sighs> for a moment. All right. So, damage control kicks out Bailey. Bailey becomes the face. She needs some friends. All right. So, Charlotte's out for quite some time. She can't properly join so four horsewomen. Right? Yep. I'm still hoping because see, we're going to talk about it later because <laughs> we're going to talk about it later. But at TNA's pay-per-view last night, there was two women watching Trinity's match. Hey, Matt, who up. were they? Mercedes Monet, not Sasha Banks and Bailey. And Bailey. <laughs> what if they are scouting talent for a new group in the WWE? That sounds like AEW type stuff. That's this is WWE. You got WWE's in their own bubble. You got Trinity, 
returning to the company. Sasha Banks returning to the company to help Bailey. And Bailey recruits another one of her uh, four horsewomen buddies, Becky Lynch. And those four against damage control is what I would like to see. Okay. I got a little confused there. So, but Bianca wins and then she challenges Rhea. Okay. Got mm-hmm. it. I got it. But then, then you went on the other, you started booking something else. Got it. Okay, cool. I'm down with that too. So you like that I, over I saw, the Andre the Giant over the top? Oh, you stole my line. That's not fair. You was sitting there looking like. No, so he told me, wait a second. He said, hold it for yeah, a second. And then that's so when, as soon as he's I'm done, you come in and say, or we can just do. But you sitting there trying to figure out what he just said. Yeah, you got. We got to get you better in these next hundred episodes. Uh, e got another question for you. Uh, they made the right decision. Bobby Lashley is coming out here acting like a face for the last few weeks when they're supposed to be heels. And WWE finally said, "All right, man, if you're gonna act like a face, we're gonna turn y'all face." So the prophets and Bobby are faces, which I'm glad about because I wanted the prophets heel. Actually, I wanted my Tez heel. It just didn't work. Like that didn't work. Whatever. Uh, the name is now the Pride. I'm a little, I'm kind of like soft on that name. Big time soft on it. I don't know about that. They haven't said no TV yet, but he switched his Twitter handle to, I think a leader of the pride or like something of the pride. Uh, And that was the word that was out. What's your thoughts about uh, them turning them faces. So now their faces and then the name of their group. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I don't know what they've been doing for the past couple of months, but they weren't exactly, uh, well, they try tweener. Right, I guess maybe mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. tweener. Um, we'll see how it works. I kind of wanted to see a, a heel version of this group, but I would love to see, you know, three possibly four black strong characters with pride, you know, on SmackDown. We'll see how it goes. You know, like uh, when I think of uh, the pride, I think of Pride Week, things of that nature. But hey, but I get where they're going, right? Pride of the culture and. You know, all kinds of things. I think it's, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm here for that a little bit more than I am for the Carrying Cross hey, man. Uh, faction. Hey, we're not doing so. this again. You gave your hate last and episode. And that wasn't the question them. he just asked. Yeah. I'm so just saying. Yeah. I, I just no, said, man, I'm not we, going back not doing this again. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think we have to let go of, and I think most of us have, have to let go of what we thought was going to happen with Montez. Whatever happened we thought was going to happen didn't happen kind of like how i felt with like adam copeland like what i thought he'd be going over there to be like the big man but no he's just adam copeland he's he was shooting against christian so i had to let go of montez being what i thought he was about to be so to answer them going face completely cool with it pride that's the first time i heard you just say it mm-hmm. um i kind of like it because i can actually see that just being trademark and being a thing the pride i mean it's you're prideful in being a black man like all that like i could so see that so I, i'll sign up for that name um and that way it sounds like it's a repackaging so now we can actually get something out of them because like he said these last several months it's like okay who are they what are they like what am i am i supposed to boo them cheer them like what's going on with them so i'm excited for and, and it's, i think them. it's real it's, it's a perfect time i guess to turn him back face because they have uh their reality show starting on hulu in march oh there you go february yep. i think february february, february 24th or something like that i think something it like is that. yeah so bianca and montez's hulu which would be must see tv for me because I, I enjoy both i enjoy both of them what else you guys got from smackdown you know i really enjoyed the production i'm not sure if it's different 
because I have a really bad memory, but it stood out to me. Like, uh, for instance, uh, Kevin Owens interview, like kind of yep. the backdrop. I like yep. that. I, you know, I was watching that with the wife, and I'm like, hey, look at the backdrop on this one. I, I kind of like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, we know you got the big strong boy. I don't know why his name, his nickname, big makes me boy. laugh because <laughs> he is. I mean, because like it's like because it's the perfect nickname, right? Like if, if you somebody just told you, "Hey, big strong boy," you'd be like, "What is that?" But then when you see him wrestle, you're like, "Oh yeah, he's a big strong boy" because he's smaller. So it, like it, it makes sense. Yeah. Big strong boy. Like this, I just know oh, I chuckle when I hear, it, but you know, with the butch. And I like where they're going with that, right? He's like, hey, you need to, he's like, you lost yourself. Who do you want to be? Like, right? And they zoom in on his face. Come on, man. Come on. Right? And, and it's who, like, who are does we he getting the return? Who does he want to be? Pete Dunne? Come on now. I'm here for that. And you know yep. what I like? You know what I like about that? I like that. I don't know where they were. I don't know if they were in the cafeteria. I don't know if they were in catering or wherever they were. It was an unusual setting that you don't see on a wrestling show. It seemed like they was out and about. Somebody caught them, you know, having a conversation. And I, I love that. I, I don't think I've seen that on their show in quite some time. Now, I do think we've seen those things on NXT. Yeah. Like, right? Because, like, yeah. you know, um, there was a, the country uh, crew. I can't think of the, what their name was. Um, but my girl Fallon, Josh Briggs, they had a team. They always hung out at, like, some kind of bar um, or setting type of thing so they do that quite a bit on nxt so they're bringing something similar to the main shows i think that's great kind of shakes it up and i think it makes it more show it looks it makes it makes yeah. it look more crisp to me yeah look the kevin owens promo looked like they they record that on like 8k cameras mm. now i immediately noticed that and then of course the setting with Pete Dunn, i was like this is the difference already from production now who knows they may have already had this set and it's just the timeline of you know kevin dunn's being gone and, and now yeah. we look at it but that is completely different than what we've usually seen from wwe proper shows you know we saw the caden um and katana which was hilariously you could say bad or interesting when they were partying uh the week before on raw like that video package is like oh this is straight out of nxt hokey mm -hmm. and everything this one was a little bit different it was like more uh tailored to wwe but still had that feel of completely being completely different so yes i i, I love that um i also really enjoyed before they got hurt uh theory and carmelo's match which sounds like uh, the word came out of wwe was just they had some head contusions so that's awesome because that was a really, really scary, scary spot. Yep. And it was funny because we were watching that live. And before I could even finish my sentence, so they, they, they start the move and I knew a move they were going for. And if you watch the, the match, there was not a, a lot of times what you'll see is they'll get on the rope and then they'll gather themselves and then they'll do the move. This move was supposed to be hit the second rope and they were going. And they hit the second rope and out of my mouth, I said, I'm surprised they allowed them to. And then before I could even finish my sentence, they landed awkwardly. Mm -hmm. So once again, thank God that they are fine because that could have been really, really bad. But it looks like they, you know, got away with just some head contusions. So I'm glad that's the case. But it, it, was, it was a bad week for bad spots. The Darby Allen spot on Dynamite mm -hmm. uh, could have went really, really bad. Yeah. Love the camera angle of it. And I'll, I'll give AEW their flowers here in a little bit around their production because they're also doing some really good things now. 
Uh, but that was a bad one. And then the same night as SmackDown, Cora Jade is working an NXT house show, and she has a knee injury, which today is her birthday. So happy birthday, Cora Jade. Happy birthday. Uh, hopefully it's not something serious. The only thing she tweeted since then, if I'm not mistaken, was uh, laughing, laughing, uh, so I'm not crying, or something to that mm. effect. Mm. So I'm hoping maybe it's something minor, but she just got back. And that mm. would be a blow to her and, and for NXT if she's out. So thoughts and prayers, mm. of course, everybody. But it's just another thing of, man, what these folks do for our entertainment is not for the weak of heart. Like, it, it, it is. You got to be trained, and anything can happen off of any off type of, of move at any time. So, as always, we just appreciate what they do for our entertainment. And, you know, Matt, uh, when I watched that spot, and I remembered another spot, I think Giovanni Vinci. Yeah. Um, had a bad, uh, you know, he was wrestling Kofi. Mm-hmm. And they immediately kind of stopped the match. Um, you know, WWE and their doctor team, they don't mess around. Like, he was on off, it. They were on it. Shout out. To something them. Yes. Off, they're stopping that match. And they transitioned well. Right? And it. And I don't know if they saw some of the things that were happening in AEW, and they was like, hey, you know what? We need to make sure those things don't happen on our product. Um, or they already have those things in place. But I just hope that uh, AEW um, picks up a cue and, you know, really pay attention to what's going on in these matches and have people in place to kind of stop if something goes awry. Because um, you're right, that Darby Allen spot was, when I watched it, you know, I didn't think anything about it. And I think it was actually after someone had mentioned it, I was like, well, you know what? I do remember. And I don't want to get too, you know, negative, not negative, but gruesome, I guess, you know, but I remember someone in Mexico years ago, a similar spot, like they, you know, like their, their, their neck hit the rope and they, and they, and they, um, they passed away. Like, right. And I, I see guys hitting the rope like that all the time, but I guess, you know, depending on how that rope is, the give, it can snap next. Yeah. Right. So he, Darby, you know, Hey, I'm glad he's okay. Um, but I guess that could have been a really scary spot. So as far as my SmackDown takeaways, y'all hit the nail on everything. I just want to double click on that Pete Dunne video package. What I like about what they've been doing with the video package and presentation is kind of tailored to the persons that's in that package. So for me, them doing that Pete Dunne one, I, I've been waiting for this. When H became, again, head of creative, I'm like, all right, everybody going back to their old names. Come on. And then when he say Butch, I'm like, what the hell? Like, no, this is Pete Dunne. It's hmm. supposed to be changed. So I, so this payoff, right? Let's call it the payoff. I, I'm right. here for the payoff. <laughs> I'm here for the payoff if I'm going back to Pete Dunne. And I, and I like that they're making a story out of it. I would have loved if they, he just came out one week and they were like, Pete Dunne. I would have been like, hell yeah, he got his name back. But they're actually making a story out of it. I like that too. In regard, yeah, you know what I mean? And making it a big yeah. deal. They're doing some great stuff. Hey, we come out here every single week and put WWE over because of just where they are in comparison. And, uh, of course, we'll continue to do so. One thing I cannot put over, and I'm flying high. Of course, this is our 100th episode. Got special guests coming on here in a few minutes. My Lions Let's are go. playing their first home playoff game tonight in 30 years. Flying high. Feeling good. There was so much wrestling on TV on Saturday night that I didn't get a chance to watch much because I was watching NFL playoffs. But NJPW, TNA, AEW, uh, I did watch Collision this morning. 
and that's not even including any indies. Mm, GW, right? GCW just, had something. Yes, just flourishing, man. Like it is so awesome to be a wrestling fan right now and to not have any type of agendas while watching and saying I already going into it that I hate this already or I love this already. So I'm flying high, man. I'm going to bed. I'm like, you know what? Tomorrow's gonna be a great day. Was on X. Uh-oh. See a video of my goat. Best of all time. The greatest of all time. The Texas what? rattlesnake. I say, oh man. All right, what's Austin doing? Looking, of course, huge and, and ripped. He's got clothes on. I'm like, all right, let me see what he's talking about. Click on the video. Mm-hmm. He's doing one of those like cold plunges. I was like, all right, let me click on it. I click on it. I'm hurt, guys. Why is that? I don't know if I can call Steve Austin my goat anymore. <laughs> if you have seen this video, if you have not, go on to our Twitter pages there. That's F and W. This ain't this ain't the Bionic Redneck. This ain't the DTA don't trust anybody. This is not. The man that made me shave my head in high school when he broke his neck back in the late 90s. It's not the man that made me buy my first wrestling shirt out of my own money, Austin 316. This is not the man that has one of the best finishers in the history of the business, the Stone Cold Stunner. This is not the man that beat his boss up each and every week. Mr. McMahon. This is not the man that every single week on Raw, you had no idea what he was going to do. Drive a Zamboni to the ring. Throw title belts in the river. Beat up Booker T in the supermarket. Guys, my goal's gotten old. And I love that he's old. We all should just want to be old. It's not that he's old. It's that my goat can't take cold water. I got some audio I'm going to play. It hurt my heart. Have y'all seen this video? <laughs> yes. So this morning. Let me, let me pull it up. He still is that same guy, though, Matt, of everything you said. Ah. Ha, ha, ha. That's him getting ah. in the water. Ha. God damn it. Whoa. My goat is whistling because it's so cold. Ugh. Ugh. Shit. Ah. God damn it. It would. Like, were you. I wish we could play the video too. Oh, the video my God. Really Enhances the experience, man. It's crazy. Hey, what's up, bud? God damn it. Hey, hey what's up, my buddy? Steve coming to the Broken Skull Ranch. I got this. Uh, it's a broken skull, skull, right? <laughs> He's a broken three. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Steve coming to the Broken Skull Ranch. You had to run it back. Hey, what's my up, goat is stuttering because it's cold. Skull Ranch. Uh, about to do my first cold plunge and a renewed therapy. Uh, my shop says 43 degrees right now. 
So I'm sure the world. Man. <laughs> Come oh on. God. I love you, Steve. Water is sub 50. I was going to start off at 50. It's going to be a little bit colder than that. And uh, we're going three minutes here. Once it gets on to 12 and five. All right, three four, minutes. Four, three, Come two. On, three there minutes, we go. Steve. God damn. Come on, Steve. <sighs> you got it, Steve. <laughs> three minutes. <laughs> three minutes, Steve. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Come on, goat. Push <laughs> through, goat. Two minutes and 40 seconds to go. All right, hold on. We got just 11 more seconds left. Ha ha. Ha ha. Oh, motherfucker. Push through, Steve. Gonna revisit this motherfucker. Oh, man. I had nightmares all night. Had nightmares all night of my goat, the Texas rattlesnake. But, hey, the toughest you SOB in <laughs> have you WWE did a, a history. Cold, a cold punch before, though? No. We did a hydro oh water. Yeah, a cold water. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, well, we've, no, we have, we've done a hydro water where it's all over our entire bodies. That was really good, too. That was on vacation. Um, damn, Steve. I love you. I still love you, man. I think you're still going to be my goat, but... That one hurt. You got to revisit it. I got three whistles out of them. I thought it'd been more than that. Um, you knew it was bad in the first like fifteen seconds when he hit the ha ha, and there was nobody telling jokes. That's when you knew. Okay, this is probably not going the way it should. Well, he My goal was stuttering. Up. My goal was stuttering because how cold it was. I can't even whistle at all. He was out here whistling like Yin Yang Twins. Whistle while you twerk. Mm, mm, mm. Anyway. Um, oh, something else I wanted to bring up. And we don't have video of this. Have y'all seen Rebby Hardy's Yo. latest mm-hmm. video? Mm-hmm. I'm not understanding it. it. I'm not understanding what's happening right now. So it looks like her and, and Matt are, are going through. I, I typically don't... Um, talk about personal stuff on the pod, but they're, they're putting it out there. So I guess it's like, Hey, here you go. Um, because they're going through some marriage issues. She put up a TikTok yesterday and the TikTok said, I want to make sure I get this right. Now we all know the history, Matt Hardy, Edge and Lita her caption on the TikTok was when Matt Hardy does me dirty for the last time. And she is wearing a edge shirt. Now, I don't know, because we don't know what Matt Hardy did. We don't know if it's infidelity or what. I was like, no, you can't do that. Like, that was, that, that, that's a rough one. That's a that's rough one. That's rough. That's tough. And I know Edge is like, dang, why you bring me back in this again? I'm sure he's like, again? <laughs> like, I, I paid my penance before already. Oof. I pray Nasty for business. that couple. I pray for that couple. Hopefully they can. I've thought they've probably been through worse, but like you said, we don't know what happened this time, how he did her dirty this time. They've been through a lot. I hope this is something that they can overcome 
But th- that's that's a tough one. That's a tough. But one. ain't Ruby ain't Ruby uh Rebby? Excuse me, can't name out. <laughs> ain't she a troll though? Yes. Like, she, yeah, she I mean, is. This, she like they might have argued over who had the the remote control last night. You know, yeah. she decided to put Could up because she's showing off her little tummy, right? She didn't have like you know they didn't have like fifteen boys kids. back to back. Mm-hmm. Yes. So right, I, maybe she just want to show how flat her stomach is after having all them damn kids. And it's just a little jokey joke, you know, because hey, it's mm. look, he got some daughters and him and Beth good. I mean, they, you know. Thoughts mm. and prayers. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. So we saw on Dynamite Wednesday, I want to get your guys' thoughts. It looks like we're getting the Young Bucks as Sting's last match. So Sting has always said that he wanted uh, his last match to be a tag match with Darby. Said that he didn't have an interest in doing the singles. And looks like we're getting the new Young Bucks, which come back is clean cut heels. Looks like, I guess, with mustaches yeah, and like it. suits on. Uh, what's your guys' thoughts about Sting's last match being with uh, the Young Bucks? Such a great honor if I were the Young Bucks. That's who they have over there of people of AEW. That should be the team that they go against. Um, but man, how amazing is this for us to be a part of somebody's retirement and they're still doing it of course not doing it how they were in their 30s or 40s but they're still doing it they're still entertaining when you watch i'm just even proud in the moment to be able to to be on this ride with sting and to to see it come to the closing and again you got the young bucks you know a team that's going to protect you who's going to wrestle and be safe with you and you got darby too who's been right hand man of sting this whole time since he's been in AEW. Just a really beautiful moment. I'm happy they picked the Young Bucks. Yeah, I'm here for that. Um, and I think I'm here for a heel Young Bucks. I think they come across really well in that lane. I'm here for tag team wrestling being important again in that company. Hopefully this is the beginning of that. Right. But Sting and Darby, I, I love the pairing. And I love that, you know, they're gonna he's going to go out together with them to the end. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All good. And when we I have Flair in his it, corner, too. Okay, well, we're going to skip over that. Uh, when <laughs> I first saw it, I, when he got in the ring and got physical, I was like, here we go again. Um, but when I first saw the Bucks come out, I, I am excited for a new heel run from the Bucks. Like, we've seen the cocky, old DX type, NWO cool heels. That's not what they're going to be playing now. But I was like, okay, that's cool. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, you know what? Like, it's not a sexy pick. I don't know who would be a sexy pick for Sting's last match, you know, that's under contract with AEW right now, but right. I'm like, they are going to go out of their way to make Sting look like a trillion dollars mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with his offense and everything else. So, and mm-hmm. then of course, word comes out that, uh, you know, Sting handpicked him. So, hell, if he handpicked him, there's no way in the world I'm going to go against him. But uh, I, am, I am excited for Sting to be able to go out with some young guys that are going to throw their bodies around for him like he is Bill Goldberg in his prime. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just just going through the wall. So that's going to be really cool. Um, I do want to shout out, before I shout out production, Tony Khan's Twitter rant, Tuesday Afternoon Wars, did not equal and equate to viewership. Hmm. Uh, their episode only did 997,000 views, viewers, which was uh, lower than last week's 801,000 viewers. 
It says it also marked one of the lowest episodes under 800,000 viewers since October 25th. How much was the viewers? Nine or seven, nine, seven. Yep. Okay, because you, you said 900. I'm like, um, that is lower than 800. Yep, 700, okay. 900. Steiner man. They started, they, they started drinking over there already. Y'all. No, I ain't started not drinking. Yet. I have not. That's why I want Rudy, us to hurry up this, the show to the celebration. Yeah, I'm still in that Austin video. My apologies. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we said it. Those, those antics don't equate to viewership. We, we ain't got to break it down. I just wanted to share that we had talked about, like, hey, the, the, the group you're galvanizing watches every week already. All you're doing is turning off the the base that's not watching and it's only one week but uh it didn't it didn't turn to viewership but um, matt they were up in the demo they were yeah they were okay good demo. call good call and i yeah. guess that's what, all that matters they were up in the demo yeah. <laughs> um yeah shout out to production so i had tweeted on wednesday too you know I, i've been hard on AEW when it comes to production their missed shots uh their their constant sound issues that kind of stuff. But when they do well, I, I want to shout them out. And they're doing great. They've, they've had two really good episodes back-to-back of Dynamite and Collision. And Dynamite felt like, to me, the first time production knew what was happening in the ring beforehand. In a good way. If you look at Samoa Joe's promo segment, the awesome camera shots with him and Swerve, and whoever thought about that hook, Batman sign type emblem, Give them a raise. Promote them. Genius. Loved it. The way that was shot was incredible. Uh, how they shot the Darby Allen spot when he was thrown. We hated the way it ended, but the shot was perfect. Uh, and then Collision. So Collision starts. Last night, Edge comes out, or Adam Copeland comes out, cuts a promo. Lee Moriarty answers the uh, challenge, and then they cut to a video. For anyone who doesn't know who Lee Moriarty is. Loved it. I Yes, that, that is very WWE-like and esque. I get that. But that is what you need to do when you are showing somebody's importance that mm-hmm. doesn't get a lot of TV time. Show us who they are. Uh, so I, I love that. I, th- I thought it was great. What did you guys think about you know, their production? We talked about SmackDown's production. Did you guys you know, peep the production on Collision and, and Dynamite? And if so, what did you think? Everything you said and then just how Collision went off air to start up Battle of the Belts. I thought that was a really cool, seamless production setup too with the fight. So everything you said, bravo. They did do the hook Batman logo a second time and that felt a little off the second time they did it. I think they went to the well a little too many times. But I'm not going to complain about that because they're trying and they're trying to get better at it. So bravo to them for trying. Hey, Matt, do you think that they're having production meetings now? Touche. Hey, and I got to tell you guys something. I ain't know this shit. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I ain't know nothing. But hey, here's the thing, though. I'm not really, uh, I don't know this stuff unless it's really, really good or different or really bad. So that's, that's good. Okay. Right? I didn't know, I didn't notice anything, you know, poor, mm-hmm. you know, and I, but let's get into, when are we going to get it? Are we going to get into TNA or are we move off that already? No, we are going to get into TNA. Let's and get into I, that. I, I, I'm sure you are going to. Well, I don't know what you're going to do. Um, real quick, before we do get to that, I did make a poll on X and asked folks after that segment with Samoa Joe and Hook, what match are you? And it was a serious question. I said, legit question. Which match will be better next week? Seth versus Gender or Samoa Joe versus Hook? Before I give the poll results, what do you guys think? What match is going to be better? 
Oh, my! I picked it. I think that's what Twitter did, too. It's going to be Samoa Joe and Hook. Okay. I, I'm going to say, by default, it's going to be Samoa Joe and Hook because I plan on putting my finger or thumb so close to that fast-forward button <laughs> that, you know, For it's going to bleed. Yeah, it's going to be Seth and Gender. Yeah, I'm not I'm watching that man. damn match. Gender is that a button. X. <laughs> Heavyweight champion. You know it. You know how many clicks you got to do it. <laughs> he does it every week. He knows. He's like, absolutely. He sees a woman's match. Let me go ahead and fast forward through this. <laughs> well, you're wrong, Rhodesia. Seth versus Gender won the uh, poll 59% That's to 41%. That's and okay. I do think that match is going to be good, but um, I mean, if we're talking about what match is going to be better. I don't know how Samoa Joe versus Hook. Now, that's the match I'm most excited for by far. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with that one, too. Give me Joe and Hook, man. Yeah. That, that should be really, really good. Yep, it's going to be a good one. Yep. The guy that um, Hook wrestled real quick on Collision, I don't know who he is. Sorry. Sorry to that man. Um, but Hook was moving. It was handling him pretty good, and he's a big dude. So hey, who, was it? who was it, Matt? Uh, they didn't even bother really saying this kind of name, so I'm not even oh, sure. It, I don't, it, I didn't it, was it was a jobber? Yeah, it was a big guy. They were just uh, like, this guy, guy is big like Samoa Joe, which he wasn't. No. Uh, but what I did like, I loved, it was like a, it was a squash match, but um, Hook sold. So Hook uh, hit him with a, uh, I think a German. They go outside the mm-hmm. ring. Hook hits him with a German, or it could have been a belly to the back suplex. It was a belly to uh, back. And then Hook sold. He, even though he was the one that gave the move, he, he sold because he's also on the ramp. And I loved it. And I told Rodizia, I'm like, with Taz being Hook's dad, like, we're not going to have to worry about him not selling and the transitions mm-hmm. not being right. He throws my man into the ring, and then he, instead of, because the match is not over yet, he, he tapped him, like, 30 seconds later. But then he goes and he taunts to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Exactly what I said Takesha should have did with Darby the prior week on Dynamite. Yep. So I, I want to highlight that because that is psychology, man. That, that's how you get it. That, that's how it works. And shout out to De- Deanna Peraza. On collision, had a really good match with Red Velvet to start her AEW tenure. Stirred up. So I told E. E. I told Matt real quick um, that I feel like Red Velvet is starting to become the Natalia of AEW. Anytime you got to get a woman in, going, put on a, a decent match, you throw Red Velvet in there because you know she's sound and she's talented. What's your thoughts on that? I like Red. I like mm-hmm. Red a lot. How many? Um, how many? Jay Cargill Natty matches we get in, in Jay's first year, including house shows. All of them. I'm sorry. <laughs> that didn't come out right. Sorry. Sorry. I got to be honest with you guys. I'm looking to be pleasantly surprised with her first match. I think you were, I think the, her match, her first match, where it was going to be main roster, NXT. You I saying outside the Rumble? Oh, yeah, outside the room. That's, that's not really a match. Okay. That's just like an appearance, really. Um, I think her first match is going to be night and day different from her last match that we saw in AW. Absolutely. I'm pretty confident. Just even those video packages we see her training in. Yeah. yeah. She's I'm, I'm looking it. forward to it, too. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. wait to see her first match and see how much she's grown in that ring. Yeah. All right, brother. Get TNA. What you got? So... This is so we're like in our on our hundredth episode, we're doing a lot of things differently. We had an agenda where I thought we had an agenda, then 
Matt shakes up the agenda like two minutes before the show and adds like a bunch of content, which is great. So I have nothing written down, but I did want to talk about TNA. Um, I can't wait to watch TNA on Thursday, guys. Can not wait. I got my man uh, Nick Nimoth looking great. I'm, I haven't been excited about Nick in a long time. I'm actually decided to see what he's doing in New Japan, and I can't wait to see what he does in TNA. We had Ash by Elegance, formerly Dana Brooke, pop up. I have no idea what she's doing. She looks a little bit like Tony Storm. Like I'm sure she's not playing that type of character because I don't see her. She doesn't have the accent or any of that stuff that, that Tony has to she's kind of timed. pull that character off. So She's timed, yeah. Like, Tony I, is timeless. Dana is yeah, timed. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's <laughs> something different, but I love. I would love time. to see what she has next. I love the new titles, belts, and the production. The actual production looked okay. Now, they got some cleanup to do, right? Because they had Nick, like, uh, at the end of the show, in the crowd, right? Showing off the TNA logo on his shirt, and it was dark as hell. They could have put some lights on that man. Like, get get that man up. We talked about Batman. Where the Batman spotlight? You know, we we had that in the crowd. They got to fix that up. But the production, the stage looked a lot better than the last time I looked at it. So I'm really excited about um, TNA on Thursdays, guys. What about you? The only thing I saw on it was a still pic of Naomi coming out and having all the glow sticks. And I was like, oh, there's some production there. He probably's going to like this. Um, and then just a quick pic of seeing Nick out there. And that was it. And then seeing him in his cutoff shirt looking as chiseled and buff as I've probably seen him in a long time. Looked great. That was the only two things I've seen of the show. But I, I heard it was good. They also had an announcement of a AAA partnership. But they've been partners with AAA for, like, years now. So I got to go back and see what's different about the partnership. I, 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 thought, I thought they had a good night. Once again, I, I didn't get a chance to see, to see the show. But just looking at social media, looking at the buzz around it, Vikingo had social media ablaze, which I'm so happy for him. You know, I came out here and talked about him in January, just how crazy this guy is. And he's starting to get his flowers, which is awesome. But they had a good night. Dollar showed up on the pre-show. Top Dollar, formerly a WWE. Uh, so they had him, they had Nick Nimitz, they had Dana Brooke. So they got some good people. Now, was it enough to set up the, the slogan of Worlds Collide and you'll never guess who's going to show up? I guess Dolph could fit that. Yeah. Right? If he didn't show up in JPW, probably even more so. Yeah. You would feel that yeah. way. But he's going to be on a run this year. And I love, probably what I love the most about last night, which was so great to see. So we, we just named those people off. And then you look at um, Mustafa Ali, who showed up, well, he had a video package for NJPW for a match against, I think, Naito here in Chicago in March. I believe it is March or April. Uh, I love everybody just didn't go to AEW. They'll be in AEW eventually, right? There's no way Ali is not going to be after the run, I think he's going to have on the Indies. I think it's going to be similar to what we saw Cody do. Not on that scale, because what Cody did won't be done again. Like, he broke the mold when he left WWE on his own terms, made that list, and went to every single Indie and just made himself super hot. We're, we're not going to get that again. But if there was anybody who would do that, I think it's Dolphin. I think it's Ali. And for both of them not to immediately go to AEW, I think is awesome. Same thing with, with Trinity. I mean, we think about. 
Trinity. So Trinity evidently signed a nine-month contract. Right, it wasn't a year. She she debuted with Impact in April. Her contract is up in January. And I've said numerous times her relationship with WWE was great. And I'm really, I'm sure that conversation was, hey, look, go out. So you're real old. Just make sure you're back here for the Rumble next year. And like, how great is that, right? Like that, that that's fantastic. So I'm happy for her though. Also, you know, for her to be able to go do what she did for those nine months, be able to make that woman's division better than what she left it for sure. She, you know, she put over Jordan Grace last night at the pay-per-view and now for her to be able to, to go back to WWE on her own terms. Spans fan. Like I said it earlier, wrestling's in such a, a fantastic spot, but yeah, man, like TNA is in a, is in a good spot compared to where they were, you know, just hell, seven days ago, maybe 10 days ago with those signings. And who knows if they're, they're done, you know, who knows what TV looks like after this. And they still have, um, that one shot show where Okada's going to be on, uh, Will Ospreay's going to be on. So they got some really good momentum right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Riddle pop up at some point over there, too. We're going to talk about Riddle on Wednesday's pod. Riddle did an interview, and Riddle talked about why he's no longer under contract at WWE. He oh, figured it all out. About that. He figured well, it I can't all wait. out. You see his video for New Japan? I did. I did. He had the bow tie on, right? Made the, um, the tie on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see the way he said New Japan? No, I don't remember how he <laughs> said New Japan. Oh, I'll go back and watch the video, and we'll talk okay. about it on Wednesday. Cool. Uh, Sounds good. Also, too, e, speaking of New Japan, Jack Perry showed himself. He's like an old man now. I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. Now, word hasn't come out, and I love that. I love when there are legit surprises in wrestling. And that's also the same thing, too. These legit surprises. We didn't hear about Dana Brooke showing up. We didn't know Dolph was going to be there for sure uh, to TNA. But he shows up to NJPW and rips up a AEW contract and then puts on an armband with the name Scapegoat on it. I even love that. He's a scapegoat for all these issues. Then he, and I don't see many people talking about this. Maybe because they couldn't read lips. And I could be off in my lip reading. So then there's, there's a shot after he attacks. I forgot who he attacked. I think he attacked Naito, maybe. Um, or whoever it was. And they, they shoot him. And it looks like he mouths to the camera. You have time to tweet but can't answer your phone. Or something to that effect. And I think that's a direct shot to Tony Khan. I mean, yeesh. So let me ask you guys. Um, and JPW and AEW, they do have a working relationship mm-hmm. for sure. So do you guys think this is a work? And by work, I mean, he's still under AEW contract. Or do you think this is a shoot where he's no longer under AEW contract and he has some type of deal with NJPW? It's the former. 100% work. You're not going to do that. That is a person that you lay in the same bed with as far as NJPW and AEW. I think this is, he's just um, taking advantage of the situation. Him mouthing that was clever. This is all the work. But I'm here for because it, it's exciting. Yeah. You know, I told you, I don't really like when AEW does this kind of stuff. Well, I don't think it works. New Japan, technically. 
Well, yeah. I mean, well, New Japan. I think it's good for New Japan. If this was, you know, for New Japan, I think it's nice because they need a couple. They need some more interest on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this. I think definitely this helps them. Like, right? I'm. I'm actually more in, interested in New Japan than I have in a long time. I'm very interested to see what you know Nick's going to do there, Ali's going to do there, Riddle's going to do there, Jack Perry's now going to do there. They actually have some wrestlers I actually want to see. You know, because they have like you know they're the the Naito's, uh, Tanahashi, uh, gosh, I'm forgetting my man's name. The Rain Man, what's Okada? Okada. Like those guys are almost permanent fixtures. They're there, mm-hmm. like right. And so the interest comes with them interacting with new people, and they have that now. So I'm definitely interested. But for AEW, they do so much of this work shoot stuff. I don't think they do it very well. I don't think it generates nearly any kind of interest or for the company as they think it does. It kind of changes what I thought. I thought we were going to get, you know, Jack Perry coming back as a jungle boy and helping, you know, Luchasaurus find himself and then reforming the tag team. I guess we're not doing that anytime soon because he's coming back as a heel, a obnoxious heel. He's the scapegoat. So whatever he's doing for New Japan, he's going to bring over to AEW when it happens. So that shoots my plans. I had for him in my head. Hmm. I have a good topic for our Wednesday show. And it'll be what about New Japan and Americans coming to New Japan and it's going to be controversial so and we are back and we are back with a special special guest you have heard about this person actually you've heard about both these people we're going to have on for about 99 episodes or so sometimes you hear just how incredible they are there's other times you'll hear allegedly that they need to be barefoot in the kitchen and and cooking or things like that we're going to get to the bottom of those said situations today joining us on our 100th episode special katrina eshan's wife hello lady hi guys (laughs) thank you for having me today absolutely now what i what i before we even because we're going to do a toast right we we all got our drinks yes What I want to ask Rodizia is how much do you think Ishan is going to change in these next, ah, you know, 15, 20, 25 minutes? Compared I see it to already. I see it already. Look, Ishan. he's smiling right now. He's already smiling. Before he comes on like this. <laughs> now he's smiling. Yeah, he's over there happy. <laughs> His day is on. Go ahead. Well, before we get to the festivities, let's, let's take a toast. Of course, uh, 100 episodes. You know, yes. we've said it numerous times. We've done research that the majority of shows don't make it out. I think like episode 16 or something like that. And we are there and we are flourishing where we are getting to the next hundred, the next thousand, whatever that Woo-hoo! is. So cheers to everyone who's listening. Cheers to you guys on this podcast right now. Hey, mm, That's good. That is good. Katrina, before we start, is there anything you would like to tell the wonderful people that listens to the TFW podcast? Well, first off, thank you all for listening and supporting my family here. Um, And also, my dear sweet husband, um, you know, he can be a little bit... um, I love you. Extra sometimes. You think <laughs> So don't believe everything, okay? <laughs> I do. Oh, I we just, don't. I don't I don't think there's Katrina. one person. 
who believes anything that eats uh-huh. Katrina. Uh-huh. Yeah. Two two episodes ago, he said eight years ago he was on a corner with his Draco. No. What what Draco? Where is it <laughs> exactly, at? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so no. speaking of eight speak, speaking of eight years ago, just Look real quick, house. just kind just, just kind of give us a, a rundown and the listeners um of just you know how long you guys have been together for, how long you guys have been married for, and I guess to kind of tie it back to wrestling, how is it for you who I would say I'll probably have you pegged as like a very, very casual wrestling fan? How is it being a very casual wrestling fan where you don't need to watch every week, every month, married to somebody who is a hardcore of the hardcore fan? Okay. Um, so one I've known, or we've been married 15 years. Um, prior to that, uh, we dated what? Ooh, it was like eight years, nine years. Um, no, so we didn't date that long, my love. Yes, we did. We dated maybe three or four years. No, it felt longer than that. I'd have to maybe do the it math. Felt that way. <laughs> it's happening. Oh yeah, it was fight. definitely. Fight. 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 He believes it differently. But at any rate, um, and all, ever, ever since I've known him, he's always loved wrestling. Um, you know, sometimes there may be phases so where he kind of... I met you in 04. We went in 08. She did say it felt like a long time. She, <laughs> she said it was a long time. This is already not starting out too well. <laughs> so it sounds great to me. Okay, okay, I, that's fair. On this, 15 on this years, if we're at 15 years and then that, okay, it's a while. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he's loved wrestling, like, ever since I've known him. And um, from somebody that didn't at all watch wrestling <laughs> prior to um, meeting him, I it's been definitely um, interesting starting to be able to kind of come into that world. Um, for me, I think some of the most funnest moments that I can ex- have experienced with wrestling were, you know, going to um, the WrestleManias and things of that sort yes. and um, sharing those moments with you guys. Like, it's been fun. Um, I don't watch it all the time, but when I do tune in, um, it's easy for me to pick back up a lot of times with what I'm watching because I've had him watching it for so long. And I was sometimes, you know, being in out the room and I'll be looking at certain stuff. So that's kind of, it's our lifestyle here in this house. So when you do watch what, what grab, what do you gravitate to? No matter if it's WWE, AEW, TNA, whatever it is. What could be playing on TV and you have to stop and say, oh, let me sit down and and watch this. It depends. Usually it's going to be if some of my favorites are on. So like if there's a Roman Reigns on, then I might pay attention to what's going on. Right. Um, I do like Bianca when she's on. I'll, you know, sometimes tune in to see what she's doing or sometimes I'm just watching their interest when they coming in. I get hype, you know, with the music and everything. And um that I would say would probably be some of um, the top two. I do like Cody a lot as well, um, but I typically don't really tune in until maybe like a big show is coming up and he's watching or something. And I might, you know, for a split second, uh, see what's going on. So we, we had a conversation earlier in the podcast and I'm going to ask you and then E, I can I can throw it to you. So right now, of course, you know, the Rock is back, came back a couple weeks ago. And the big hoopla is we got to get to Rock and Roman Reigns. And 
at this point now we're assuming is going to happen at WrestleMania. So you said you are a Roman Reigns fan. You also said you also kind of like Cody. If you had one choice, you are going to sit down, you're going to watch WrestleMania. Would you rather see Cody Rhodes finish his story, beat Roman Reigns for the title, or or would you rather have The Rock versus Roman Reigns, the biggest match in the history of professional wrestling? What say you? Oh, Lord. Um... I always look at Cody Rose as the underdog. So I'm always cheering for him, of course. But I do like the fact that Roman is going up against family. Like, you know, it's like to see um, him get defeated by his, you know, that that would be kind of, I think I might have to actually go with him, Mm. even though Mm. I really want to go with Cody. Mm. (laughs) There we go. There we go. We know what's best mm. for business. We know hey, what Eastown, best for business is. Why don't you go ahead and hit them like them gunshots over there? You know what I mean? Hit the air horn. Hit the gunshots, man. Like it's it's not needed right the, now for the situation right now. It's not needed. <laughs> My love, let me present uh, another scenario for you. Okay. What if you can get the best of both worlds? What if we get a family feud with the Rock and Roman? Right, because. Now, with WrestleMania, we get two nights of excellence. We get to watch it on Saturday, and we get to watch it on Sunday. So what if on a Saturday night in WrestleMania, you get to see Rock and Roman, Family Feud, fighting for the head of the table, right? Mm -hmm. Who's the top dog in that family, right? So you get Mm -hmm. that match. And then on night two, on Sunday night, you get to finally see Cody Rose, his family, his baby girl, his mom and sister, sister, mother-in-law, whole family out on WrestleMania to see him finally win the championship that has eluded his, his father and his family for so long. You get to see Cody Rhodes versus Randy Orton, a returning Randy Orton, back from a career-ending injury. Face-off for the Undisputed World Championship. You get a family feud on one night, and you get the end and hopefully great ending of a story on night two. Doesn't that sound great? Yeah, I could hit do the crickets. It. Hit I the crickets right there, E. Hit the crickets, E. <laughs> Ain't nobody checking for that, man. Get out of here. We I love how I love right how here. he I love how he re, repurposed the question <laughs> to where it was either this or that. But hold, oh, we could do both. On different days. <laughs> she still wasn't going for it. That's why I love you, Katrina. That's why I've always loved you. Uh, I guess the last question I have for you before either we can bring on our second guest or you guys got any more questions. There was one thing you would change about wrestling. Anything. It could be what days it comes on. It could be more. It could be less. Whatever. If you had one thing I would change about professional wrestling, what would that be? That's a good question. I think one of the biggest things for me is, and I've even heard Ishan say it um, throughout the years as well, too. The shows sometimes are really long and I will, it's sometimes people are coming on that I might not really be that interested in. So I typically, you know, will just want to see those highlights. And that's not fair to, of course, the wrestlers that are trying to, you know, become bigger stars right they do have to get their time in i get it 
but it just seems like those shows are so long sometimes. Wish they could kind of cut that out a little bit and still give a great production. Love it. Yeah, those shows definitely are long. You know, you got three hours on Monday, and then you watch two hours on Tuesday, and we get another two hours on Wednesday. We got TNA, another two hours on Thursday. Eight, nine. We got another two hours on Friday coming up. Ten, eleven. You know, you got another two hours on on Saturday. Don't forget about Rampage. So that's 12 on Friday. Yep, two. So now we're at 14 hours. That's not including if you only use your pay per views. We got if we got an AEW uh, pay per view, we got another six hours of content. Yeah. That's twenty hours. Wow! And, and that's not including P- New Japan, right? Yeah. Any indie shows you may want to go to, not New Japan. So you're talking about on high weeks, you could be watching twenty hours, and that's also not including like Mania Week, where you got to watch the pre shows, mm-hmm. you got to watch the specials they're going to throw out there. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's it's a whole nother job. So, Katrina, I got a couple of questions I'm, I'm going to ask our awesome guest today. I'm going to start with you first. I call them the sexy six. Six okay. quick questions. Hold on. We got to wait. It's our OnlyFans. Hold on a second. On. Is, hold, hold on, on. Now, wait. This, now, typically, you said sexy. see, Katrina, so also I got to let you know, typically, something happened on every show toward the end where E just swears we're trying to, like, sell some OnlyFans content or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But for him to come to this podcast mm-hmm. on the 100th, Celebration, the hundredth okay. episode, mm-hmm. and he says he's got six Sex- sexy, sexy questions. Questions for you? Okay. I am here for this. <laughs> I am laying out. What you got? I babe? cannot wait. So, so, and also, <laughs> since it's the four of us that are on here, <laughs> oh, we, we got, we got, we got a star. new, we got somebody new coming. We got, we got another <laughs> guest star. <laughs> All right, say hi and gotta go. Bye bye. <laughs> oh, I love him. That was my five year old Ian. Yeah, so if, yeah, if you guys, if you guys are not watching on YouTube, you're missing out. So if you're mm-hmm. listening, we appreciate you listening. Of course, we love our podcast listeners. That's where the majority of our listeners and, and viewers are. But if you are not watching this episode, hit us up on on YouTube. That's freaking wrestling, so you can see all of us. Yeah, my little that's my little five year old. He actually was a little under the weather this weekend, so I didn't bring him on. But he decided to do a little uh, debut of his own. But <laughs> no, Katrina, we've known uh, Matt and Rhodesia for you know 35 years. And that's that Katrina math right there. Remember? Yeah. And let me tell you, they they bring some raunchy content sometime on this show. This is not one of those raunchy content conversation guys. Just to let you guys know, right? This is just a you said regular... sexy though. You said sexy. Sexy. You know, it's got to be sexy. Just means you know this. You know, it's not grown up. Sex. Like, it's grown it's up. Just, yeah. Grown it's up. just about you know, cool. You know, it's like Justin Timberlake back in the day. He bringing it back. All right. So I got six questions for you and two whys. So you can't just throw out answers because I might follow up with the why you said that moment, right? Okay. (laughs) So I got six questions for you. And guys, when you tune in on the on the YouTube, I'm gonna have a nice little music planned for the segment. So tune in. So question number one, Katrina. John Cena or The Rock? Oh gosh, The Rock. Yes. If this you is, had to, I'm sorry. Real quick, this is Katrina's 
No, sorry. Six I was getting excited over here too. Yeah, I mean, sorry about that. You lay out too. You've been asking to drink the entire episode. Sit back and drink. We don't need. We don't need you. Do we get the like on the house on the Real Housewives where they get to wait? No, and the Andy show where they get to plead the fifth and they can drink. We don't do that. Well, if anything is drinking, I'm fine with that. Question number two: If you had to wrestle in a tag match, who would you pick to be your partner, Rhea Ripley or Nia Jax? Nia Jax. Why? I just think she's beast. I like her. You like her, huh? Thank you, Katrina. Right. Good job. All right. If you were starting a wrestling company today, who would you hire to re- um to run it? Vince McMahon or Tony Khan? Vince McMahon. All right. Beyonce or Rihanna? Oh, don't do that to me. Beyonce or Rihanna? Yes. Um, One got to go. I please the to him, no more. No more. Hey, look. So, hey, so now we see where, like, when E doesn't go along with things we ask and, like, he just goes off. Katrina just asked because she pleaded the fifth, and he said no. She did it anyway. <laughs> Y'all are two in the pot. <laughs> One got to go, say, Katrina. I'm going with Rihanna. Wow. Mm. Mm. Sexy Rihanna. Beyonce is the queen, though. I, I can respect that. If you are hanging out today, you got to take one person with you. Bianca Belair or Sasha Banks? Bianca. Why would you pick Bianca? She seems like she's more down to earth. I like her. Mm, I like her personality. If you had to sit down and watch two wrestlers have a match... Who would they be? I'm going to say Cody and Roman. Ooh, so she doing it. <laughs> but you, you said earlier that it doesn't have to be Roman and Cody for him to finish the story. You want to go with Orton and Cody. Just, just saying that. Can I do a follow-up? I, I have to. I think it was your second question. I got I to gotta get this answer. You said you'd rather have Vincent Candy McMahon. <laughs> In his old ripe age of 80 plus years old, running a company over Tony Khan. I did. Please, please tell us why you, why you said that. The reason why I said that is because he's ran it for as long as he has and has been successful through all mm. that time. So we know that regardless of whether or not, you know, right now, I mean, let's say he'd have to have some assistance or whatever. But regardless of whether or not um, he has situations going on in his personal life, he knows also how to have a successful business. And Tony is still kind of new in it, in my eyes. No, he is. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're talking about, you know, what, 40 plus years or whatever it was. Yeah. Vince was running WWE compared to the, the four Tony Khan has been running. It. I mean, he's been running the business longer than Tony's been alive. If you look at it that way. <laughs> real talk. <laughs> That's real talk. You got any other questions, E? Was that six or was that five? That was a 66. Man, I've heard enough. Katrina's the go. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, Let's get up for Katrina. Thanks, guys. All right. So and that, I, wanna, that was I do hold on, wait, before hold on before we leave, Katrina. I gotta say this though. No, Katrina, no, Katrina, she's staying. She's not going anywhere, but yeah, she's staying. Okay, but no, let me say this though, too. 
So Katrina is not a huge wrestling fan at all. But I will tell you right now, every time we've gone to a Mania, a house show, a Raw, SmackDown, she would always be so incredibly pumped for the show. I'm halfway sleeping sometimes during the show. Katrina's always full power, <laughs> attention, full in. So to you, Katrina, thank you, one, for being a wrestling fan when it really counts when you're there. <laughs> and then thank you for being a part of our family, too. So happy that you were our first you. guest on the show. Love Yay, you much. Thank you. Love you guys, too. <laughs> love it. Love it. So that was part one. Got to get to part two now. So we talk about Katrina all the time on the show. It's also one other person we talk about a lot. He's the young goat. He's the young God. Some people call him Lil Matt. Some people call him Matt Jr. Rhodesia calls him Matthew. Matt, come on in here, buddy. Let's go on and get in here. Come on in here, man. There he is. There he is. Making his debut with, with, with who was my goat before last night. Austin 316 shirt. Yeah. What's up, sir? Yes. Um, you know, I'm having a good time listening. I've been down here. Uh, one of the few times I've been down here in the space while he has been talking, I have the earpiece in and I can hear you guys. Um, great conversation topics. I like where Uncle E went or Ishan went with, um, no, he's Uncle E. You can he's, he's okay. tell him Uncle E. Let him know. I like where you went with the Randy, uh, and Cody thing. I like because it's different. I've never heard that before. So I like how you went different with that. Um, the fandom from Monte Katrina and then you hating on my guy. Like, <laughs> Who's your guy? <laughs> Who's your guy? Man, you heard that. You heard it, right? I heard it, but like, he's pushing 60. He's 59. Ha ha, he said. He was in the cold, man. You wouldn't eat. You can't do that when you're the Texas rattlesnake. You, you cannot do that when you're the toughest SOB. We already did that. Okay. Let me ask you, let me ask you a question, Matt. So you are 16 years old, yeah. right? How long have you been watching wrestling for? My entire life. Mm-hmm. How has Aww. your fandom changed in the last two years compared to what it was before that? It's mm, that's a good question. It's changed in the fact of like obviously when you when I was younger, I didn't know like the inner workings of the business. I did a little bit later on, um, for like five, six years ago, whatever, five years ago. Um, it's elevated. So it's not really comparable, but you it's changed for sure. Um seeing rumors i mean the most fun i've had this year of wrestling was the cm punk rumors like over and over again um every day something new coming out all oh, the talks are falling through all oh, the talks are back oh um it's shut off completely mm-hmm. you know um the easter eggs they WWE kept doing the commentators all that it was it was really uh really fun with that so yeah i would say it probably elevated it a lot what's your favorite promotion right now and why wwe um i think I think a lot of it comes from that's where I grew my fandom from wrestling. And right now, it feels like they're all I need to satisfy my wrestling needs. Mm-hmm. We talked about that months ago. You know, it, it, I, I, remember, I remember the day Triple H took over creative. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was in July, and I sent E a text, and I said, the wrestling business has changed forever. And AEW needs to be scared. And E shot back like, you think so, huh? And I said, yes. I said, because the reason why AEW got so popular and we mm-hmm. liked AEW so much was because of the things we were missing yeah. from WWE and Vince McMahon. And knowing NXT black and gold mm-hmm. and taking out the blood and, and the cursing, I knew that, okay, if he does what we've seen him do, mm-hmm. 
there's your one stop shop. Yeah. And now NXT is back strong. Mm-hmm. So we we just talked about you know 17 hours of wrestling programming right. every single week. Yeah. I don't have 17 hours, right? If you're somebody that okay, I don't have 17. Yeah. But I I have enough to where I can watch consistently and enjoy when I'm watching. Mm-hmm. There's nothing outside of non-scripted promos and a little bit of that edge. As an edginess, edginess. Yeah, AEW yeah. does that you can't get from WWE right now. So I, mm-hmm. I think that that's a great that's a great one. You guys and I've said before, I think that like we are we are super fans. Like we're we're gonna watch AW and WE and but as we talked about it with Katrina, it's a lot of time to invest if you're that type of fan. Like, right? You got, you know, Matt both mats, right? Work, you guys got school, and then you're coming home and you're watching essentially two hours of wrestling per day, right? That's a lot of time to invest. I don't think a lot of fans can invest that much time into wrestling. I think at some point, people, they pick a side. Like, you yeah, know what? Sure. WWE is everything I need. I'm going to devote my eight hours of wrestling to exclusively that. Maybe I'll catch up on AW, you know, through social media and through clips, right? Yeah. Or maybe AW. Hey, AEW has everything I need. I'm going to devote my five hours or whatever it is to AEW and catch up on WWE when I can. I think a lot of people are in that boat. Mm-hmm. For sure. And that's why you see the diehards. You, you got to pick a side. It seems like, sadly, people can't enjoy both. It's kind of rare to see that. I mean, that's what you get on T- TFW Podcast. So you should keep listening. Hey, you hey. hey. You the go. You the go. You the go. You the go. That's a go. That's a go. Hey, Matthew, yeah, before okay. your... Oh, go ahead, Matthew. No, no, no. Go, go, go. Okay. Before your uncle asks you a question, I do want to ask you, you had mentioned your fandom for wrestling. Yeah. Can you walk through or tell us how did you feel the moment we told you that wrestling was predetermined? Do you remember that I memory? Remember. Yes. Oh, I remember, wow. I remember oh. this. <laughs> I remember it was... We, you guys, we went into your guys' bedroom. I remember we sat on the bed. I remember I was like, at first I thought something was going on between you guys. I was a little worried. You thought he was getting divorced? No, it's all fine. Yeah, I did. I asked. Um, thank God you guys didn't, right? Um, but I remember that it was really like it was intriguing because it was something that felt so weird. Because I had never gone deep into the thought of what it was. I just looked at it from what it was and just took it, right? I mean, I was still young at the time as well, so it had been nothing for me to do, and I had never like listened to a podcast or had the opportunity to see the logistics behind the business. Um, and it was cool. And I remember the questions we I asked afterwards and how dad explained the um the Montreal screwdrop. Um Undertaker's loss. I remember that. He he talked about that with Brock. Um it was really cool to give you the answer. It was really cool, yeah. Did you feel like we lied to you? Did you feel like hurt at all? No. No, I didn't. No. At least looking on it now, I don't think that's how I felt. But I don't think that's how I felt in the moment, no. And tell everybody that that conversation happened last week. <laughs> Actually, like six days ago, but close enough. Matt, you you don't know how big of a conversation this was. I remember Matt was agonizing over this conversation. How old was he at this point? Your Damn. teacher had to try to put wrestling, um, oh, try man. to step on wrestling. And, oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. I got to tell this story. Hold on. I don't mean to step on y'all. So I am so sweet and loving as far as like I, I'm a lover not a fighter 
mm-hmm. it comes up that one of Matthew's teachers. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, so yeah, I remember uh, it was fourth grade. It was homeroom or my first class. Um, I remember the first class of the day was an English class, and I remember we were looking at like different types of stories, and one of them was this guy who fought an alligator. And she was like, this is real wrestling, not like the fake WWE stuff. And it was towards the end of class. You know, it was like, what, like eight in the morning. I wasn't going for none of that. All right. I was not going for none of that. I was staying on business. All right. I wasn't. No, that's not happening. You're not about to disrespect WWE like that. All right. And so I basically was like, that's not fake. And I kept going at it. So like, I kept going at her like, it's not fake. And then she was kind of like, it was. And then she was like, go out into the hallway or whatever. And I was like, I was proud of it. And I just like walked out. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Got this man man in trouble at school. (laughs) So we we fast forward a day or two, and it was parent-teacher conference. And I was was ready. It was the same day? No, I feel like it was at least, regardless, it was fast forward. And so now it's parent-teacher conference. And she had a nerve to say, kind of like she had an altercation with Matthew. I asked both the mats if they could both step out of the room. (laughs) Y'all remember when y'all left? Yeah, I remember that. I was saying what yeah, both of y'all said. Remember, and I was like, Margaret, you eating this. And I just walked out. I had Matt on my shoulders. <laughs> we just walked out. We stomped out there. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret. Margaret ain't been the same shit. I didn't turn I turned heel on her so hard. And again, like the, I am, I'm a I'm a lover, not a fighter. I was like, well, first off, what you're not gonna do is you're not gonna take my son's innocence away. And you're not gonna say what you said about that. Pro wrestling is something that's special and important to him. How dare you, before his own parents, tell him that pro wrestling is fake? And it's not fake, it's predetermined. Tell her. We didn't have any more problems that year, honestly. We did she not have be. any more problems. <laughs> that year. Hey, hey, Margaret was like, these effing marks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, I'm gonna ask you the same question I asked your Auntie Katrina. You got only one option. Yeah. Okay. You got, and you're a big Cody fan. You're, mm-hmm. you're a Cody guy. Yeah, you get Cody finishing the story mm-hmm. at Mania, mm-hmm. or you don't get Cody finishing the story, and you get Rock and Roman. Mm-hmm. Which one are you going with and why? It's Rock and Roman, and the main reason is, I'm going to not say the whole of all time part, because I haven't been around for that long, but it's Roman and Rock, because that's the biggest match in wrestling right now, and it can't be topped for years to come. You're looking at somebody who they put their, they put, I mean, for about 10 years now, you're looking 10, nine years, they put their all into Roman Reigns. And they're finally, after like seven, eight years, finally getting the return on investment back. Looking at the biggest storyline in wrestling, the bloodline, there hasn't been anything bigger. And there won't be anything bigger anytime soon, to be honest with you, uh, besides possibly Cody finishing the story. And that has something to do with the bloodline. The bloodline carried that. Mm-hmm. You have, who talked? You, <laughs> talk, you have Cook. The Rock. Who, Cook King. Cook Prince. Cook Prince. Every time The Rock is on. Anything, anything wrestling related, it's, it's trending. His name's in the news. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. It's there. He's money. Literally, and in this case, giving eyes, eyeballs, viewership, breaking records that CM Punk just broke at uh, Survivor Series. This match will change our idea of a super match. Because this, on a level of, we're looking at, Maybe Rock Cena, the first one, once in a lifetime. This is bigger, in my opinion. And I think it may be better as well. Because the leading up, the story, how long this has been going for, we looked at this in the beginning of it, knew what the end goal was. The end goal was mm-hmm. head of the table versus, you can probably say the original head of the table if you want to. It, it's the bloodline. This is, it's the blood. It's the clashing of the, the two guys. The one who left for Hollywood and is coming back. And it feels real. 
that's the thing. Even though we know that, you know, they're cousins or whatever, this feels real. This is a real thing. You, I left, you took over, and now you're overstepping your boundaries within our family. I'm defending our family. I'm defending my bloodline. And without a doubt, I think that's the match. I Very good. All Come right. on, man. Sound, the, that, sound, sound the horn. See, Where the horn he, at? He, he don't want to do it. He a hater. He a hater. <laughs> he know right now he should be going crazy on that media board. He don't want to do it, though. <laughs> uh, last, last question I have for Matt, and you guys can, if you got anything. Um, what was your favorite in-person wrestling moment of all time? I think it was just a couple months ago. I see him punk coming back in Survivor Series. And I think it has to be that because I... It's not that like nothing comes close to it. It's more the thing of how great it was. Mm-hmm. All night, I was there for every punk chant the entire time during the main event, during the women's match, the entire time. I was there. I was waiting. And the way they did it, I know you had called it some months before, but it was perfect. It felt great. It was perfect the way it happened. And to see that it just fell through that morning and nothing leaked, as you kept saying, mm-hmm. uh, the saying that goes around the best kept secret in wrestling up until that time, this without a doubt has to be true. Because we were told the talks fell out weeks before Survivor Series, and everybody was like, okay, you know? And to have seen what transcribed what happened in AEW, it, it did hurt because there was few climaxes and then the rest was just like nothing because of injuries, because of whatever it was. Uh, time out because of suspension. Um, the highs were high, but the lows were, it sucked. And so to see him back and see him, the crowd in Chicago, there's, I don't know if there could be a moment bigger <clears throat> than that besides anything, to be honest with you. There's nothing bigger. It's CM Punk. Bro, it, it it was the news of wrestling until obviously the rock stuff. Yeah. So it's without a doubt CM Punk. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on, my good man. Of course. Appreciate you. Yes. All right. Thank you. Like that. All right. Let's give it up for Matt. Hey, Matt. Oh, there you go. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I got 66. Oh, oh, that's I right. 60. I'm sorry, 66. That's right. That's right. I got 66 from Matt. And, 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 and Matt, I do agree with you because I think we're running out of time with Roman Reigns and this uh, Rock match. Because, you know, like, Rock is damn near 70 years old. We got to get to him. We got to get to him soon. 70. We got to get to him soon. Come on. We got to get to him soon as possible. So I, I agree that's with what? you on that. Sugar daddy. <laughs> that's right. Hey, hey, he, hey, he is like he's chiseled though. Like that man is like, like he is a rock, right? He is a rock. Mm-hmm. But man, I got six questions for me. I'm gonna take the, the sexy off for you, you know, because thank yeah, you, you know, knows and want that there. So, but you know, there's six questions. He's a child. I'm gonna have two eyes for you now. One of these you've already answered, um, but I'm gonna ask you right off the bat. So, WWE or AW? WWE. You went WWE. So you've mentioned earlier because you grew up on it. Now, AEW is usually the the young people's promotion. Mm -hmm. That have gotten their backs turned on by WWE. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Sheesh. That was heavy. I mean, that's what it is because NXT was what AEW was. was There we go. You did my guy wrong or, you know, the booking wasn't right. I didn't like that. And then Triple H is down here in Florida and I'm loving what he's doing. And I know I'm gonna get what I eventually want. So yeah. Hey Matthew, who was the original goats of the of NXT though? Seth Rollins. 
Oh, no, never mind. You didn't go for it. Go ahead, E. Oh, sorry. Go <laughs> you can only watch one wrestling show every week for a month. For a month. What will it be? Okay. SmackDown, because then that's going to be, that's what's going on right now. You're looking at um, Royal Rumble. That's where uh, LA Knight, AJ Styles, you, Randy oh, Orton. You only need to give your thoughts if he asks you why. Okay. Hey, 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 Cook King. Cook King. It's no time. It's no time. Matthew, Matthew Cook. Go ahead and cook, Matthew. Go cook, Matthew. Football. Football's coming. Seth Curry or Magic Johnson? Uh, Steph. Yes. Uh, we're looking at if no, no, oh, sorry, yeah, Steph, sorry. <laughs> we're get, get him going, get him going, get him going. Come on, let Matthew cook. Let Matthew Steph cook. I got one for you coming up soon. But next, Tony Khan calls you and lets you decide the main event for this year's Double or Nothing. Right, that's mm-hmm. kind of like their biggest show of the year. Yeah. Who do you pick? Um, that's that's a really good question. Give me MJF and Osprey. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Give me, give me the devil. Well, not the devil hey. anymore. Oh, please, come on, stop. We don't want no more devils. No more devils. A quick devils. thing. A quick thing. A quick thing. All, All right. right. One gotta go. Okay. LeBron James or Roman Reigns? Great question. One uh, gotta go right now. LeBron. And why? Uh, the Lakers suck. Uh, and Roman Reigns is about to have the biggest moment of his career, arguably. Ro- LeBron's my guy. He's LeBron's one of three on my wall. But he's not doing nothing right now, sadly. The Lakers suck. Um, How many years has he been in it? 20 plus. So, so you throwing you know. away this entire man's career for one match, huh? Not one match. I still have the future, Roman. I'm still looking. Right here. Hey. I'm pulling the Christian Cage on him. Okay. I got some time. <laughs> we got some time okay. with Roman. He still got there to be on his back. He, he doing this. Come on now. Come on. I've seen enough. All right. Triple H calls you and say, hey, book next year's WrestleMania main event. Mm-hmm. Who do you got? Which one? One, like, because, like, which night? You pick. Which night or just two? Can you I pick, pick two or one? I go, go two. Two. Last okay. question. Okay. Um... Roman and Cody, night two, and that's when Cody will be able to finish the story. Five years later, okay. Five years later, yeah. At least he had to waste, he had to wait his time. Um, and I'd probably pick for that next one. Um, oh, that's a good question. Give me, give me, um, if she is in WWE, because we don't know yet. Or am I able to use somebody who isn't signed yet to WWE currently? Maybe you can make it happen. Maybe he'll be like, oh, you know what? I need to make this happen for next year. Go ahead. All right. Uh, give me Monet and Rhea Ripley. I think that's a mega match in the women's mm. division. Have I we ever had that sell. match before? I don't think we've seen it before, mm-hmm. right? No. Never seen that. So I think, I think that would do great. Um, they're both incredible talents. Um, he didn't ask why. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. right, come yes. on. That's that's he's cooking that's there. With the grease. Yeah, well, that's the end of the sexy six right there or, or the Woo-hoo! non-sexy six. Nine. Yes, continue to keep listening. Uh, seeing the growth from episode one to episode five, to episode ten, whatever, and now we're here. Um, it's been a great ISC. It's been really great seeing the growth and being able to go to these events and being able for them to report back on it and to see the growth. Like the, mostly, the growth has been truly like inspiring and great to see. 
um, because it's you guys that are doing that for them. You know, the hard work is put in. You guys have to listen and interact with the tweets. Follow them on Twitter. That's FNW. Let's Follow go. the YouTube. Subscribe. Watch this. You can only see us in the flesh if you're subscribed to the YouTube. You can obviously listen. We love the podcast listeners. But come to YouTube. That'd be incredible. Subscribe. It only takes a couple seconds. By the time I'm done talking about subscribing to YouTube, you'd already be subscribed with the noties on. Turn on the post notifications so you can get every upload. The YouTube shorts, when this happens, some live after after we live stream certain pay-per-views afterwards. Let them know we'll be live streaming on the Rumble. Let them know. Live stream Rumble after the Rumble show. We're going to have it. We're going to be there. And you better be there, too. Because what else are you going to be doing? What else? It's a Saturday night, right? Saturday night. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're not going to bed. You're, you're that boy good. We're that boy good. Let's go. That boy good. I love all you guys. I love the people on this panel right now. I love everybody love who listens too. and supports. Likes and tweets, comments, retweets, quotes. Even the haters, you're putting our name out there. At least one person's going to view you it. You don't really have haters, though. You're right. Yeah, we ain't that big you, yet. Right? We, we, we trying, though. We trying to get a couple. But yeah. No, we I had haters when we guys. said beautiful Michael to Soraya. We did have some haters there. Yeah. Yeah. A little rough. All right, man. But yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. You. My man, give me some. Good job, baby. Good looking out, Matt. All right, so he kind of he kind of set us up perfectly. Um, so we'll kind of just talk about like why we wanted to start this podcast, give our thank yous, and, and get out of here. Um, for this awesome, awesome hundredth episode. Once again, Katrina, thank you for being here. Stick around, Matt. Definitely. Thank you for being here. Stick around. Uh, so E, let's start with you. So we'll just go E. You know, Rhodesian and myself. When when we talked about starting this podcast. Uh, why Why did you even want to do a wrestling podcast? You know what? Um, for me, I got to the point with my career that I just was doing something for 10 hours to 12 hours, sometimes 15 hours a day, something I just didn't like doing. And I feel like that's a lot of time to invest into doing things that you don't want to do. One thing I do love is wrestling. Love wrestling. Thought about being a wrestler, but physically, I just, I just can't do it. I'm, not, I'm too broken down. I got bad knees, bad backs, flat feet. Yeah, I, I, I just couldn't do it. And so I thought, like, you know what? I do love talking about wrestling, so maybe I can do that. Maybe I can just, you know, get into wrestling, a sports entertainment form that I love. If I can just do that every day, it's never worked for me because I love doing it, right? I've been watching wrestling since I've been a very little boy, and I watch it all because I love it all. Like, I couldn't, WWF at the time, if I could find another promotion, I'll watch that. It didn't matter to me, and I loved it all equally. I never watched one promotion say, oh, this wasn't like WWF or this wasn't like NWA or I just love to watch it. So why not get into um you know, a profession that I just love doing. Maybe I can report. Maybe I can just talk about it. Um, so for me, that was something I just wanted to do. And then I brought it to Matt and I said, like, hey, Matt, look, I'm thinking about doing this, man. Like, would you, would you be interested in it? And my brother was like, yeah, I have been thinking about it. And that was the start of it. So I'll go next then. It's interesting because when this whole thing first came up, initially, I've been wanting to do a podcast with Matt on something else, something on relationships. We've been together for a very long time. And then when wrestling came up, I'm like, and I want to make sure I say this right. And I didn't know it, but wrestling is a part of me. It is, it is me. 
as far as not, I'm not a wrestler, no. But for me, I feel like when I go back and look at my youngest teenage years, me watching wrestling, me, my free time watching wrestling, me going to wrestling shows, I sit back and say, wow, I am a wrestling fanatic. And it came full circle to me when this whole thing first came about in the very infant stages of us trying to plan this. I am absolutely a wrestling fanatic. Now, of course, when the show came up, I'm nervous as hell. My beats per minute, I tell y'all already, every time before we start the show, it's 125, 135. I'm just now starting to stay around 100 to start the show. <laughs> because again, the, the truth of the matter is, people don't want to hear women talk in wrestling. People don't want to hear black women talk about wrestling. But at the end of the day, this is a part of me. So whether I stumble on my words, whether I don't articulate what I want to articulate, if I don't remember certain wrestlers' names and what happened, because we have 17 plus hours of wrestling every week, so be it. Because that's me. That's my story. That's who I am. I am a wrestling fanatic. So when the opportunity came up that I was able to talk something with the person I love the most on this planet, it's a fucking no-brainer. Excuse the language. I know Matthew's listening. It's a no-brainer. It was a blessing. And I said it on our thank yous yesterday to know that I'm able to do this with the people that I love, something that is a part of me. And I have never been ashamed to say that I was a pro wrestling fan. It's a blessing. And thank you, God. Thank you, universe, for giving me this opportunity. Man, like, so I just awesome. like lay out. And then like, <laughs> we just end the show? Like, I mean, she combined like church on sunday and okay thank you. yeah this, it is sunday just about why and, you did yeah, why you did and the, do f on yeah. why doing it she sure did say the lord <laughs> but tell you the lord and effing and went and all in one blow Woo! <laughs> no um just for me it's um this this is like what it's supposed to be and that's kind of like that's that would be like my answer right like if it was just one sentence this is what it's supposed to be and I think you guys will continue to see if you've been supporters of us that it, this is what it's supposed to be. That's the answer. Now, if I wanted to go, of course, a little bit deeper, it's, I mean, I've been watching wrestling since I was like, I think four years old or something like that. And um, I know I watch wrestling with a different eye than what's probably normal for somebody who's not, you know, in, in the business, who's never worked a match or, or, or something like that. Uh, Actually, I did wrestle a match, but not for a... It's pretty awesome, too. Actually, it was, we had tables, we had fire, we had ladders. Yeah. It was actually a really great match, Matt. Yeah, I'll tell that story another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's what it's supposed to be. So to be able to do it in this situation with these people is like, how can you not? You know, there, there's, there's a lot of people who don't do what they feel like they, they should be doing because, you know, they're, they're worried about backlash or they're, they're scared of uh, what if people think this about me. And it's funny because we, you know, we talked about earlier episodes how a lot of times we don't fit the stereotypical wrestling fan, right? Before wrestling really got back to being mainstream over the last two years or so, every single time Radija and I would go out somewhere and we would tell people we're wrestling fans, you would think we had like three heads. They were like, wow, wrestling? Oh, you guys mm-hmm. watch that? I would have never thought you would watch wrestling. And it's, it's our appearance, right? Um, but I've never shied away of telling people that I enjoy wrestling. Uh, I actually enjoy any of the, oh, you know that stuff's fake, right? Like, I like those conversations because 
then like we're going to leave this conversation and you're going to feel stupid for for saying that. And not in a disrespectful <laughs> way, but that's just what it is. So uh, for me, it, it, this is what we are supposed to be doing. And this is what I am supposed to be doing right now. Um, and we see it from all of your guys's positive messages. You know, Matt made a comment earlier surrounding uh, all the haters. And yeah, you know, we've had a, a couple of, you know, negative messages. But when I tell you that our listenership, our Twitter followers, just the comments we get back are overwhelmingly positive. And I think that's the way I lead too. Like I don't lead with, you know, trying to uh, drum up things for controversy. One of the biggest things that I talked about with this podcast was we have to be our authentic selves and there is no caricatures of us, right? We're not coming on here playing a character. And I understand playing a character gets you views. It gets you listens. That's fine. But we're also going to do it our way. And our way is going to get us where we're going to get to. Right. And I know that I'll be able to say I never said or did anything to compromise what I believe in and what I want this show to be. So that's that part of it. Um, let's, let's give out thank yous. Ishan, uh, who would you like to thank? You know, I want to thank uh, my beautiful wife for always supporting me. She's my biggest cheerleader on any venture that I make. Um, professionally, personally, uh, she always encourages me. A lot of times, like I, I'm overly future thinking, like right. I always think about like, all right, if I do this today, what's going to happen next week, next month? So sometimes, if the lane to that future state isn't perfect, I won't entertain it sometimes. But my wife is always the one to kind of say, "Hey, you know, trust in God and believe in the path and believe in yourself." Um, and so she didn't give me that belief in myself to do this step outside myself off with me doing this so it's for her and for god for blessing me with great friends to do this with in our journey um and we've met a lot of people you know, in the journey this is an early journey right we 100 episodes that's great but we've met a lot of really cool people um that's been on this journey with us um well, i had a lot of friends that really support our venture you know brandon being one of them um, you know, Fonz, who always retweets our stuff, you know, Tyler and Brad. And we just met so many guys along this journey that really have helped support us. So I want to just thank everybody who's been there for us from day one, our family, and continued support. It really means a lot. I'm going to go quick, even though I have a, a full Grammy speech in my 1984. <laughs> MJ from Grammys 1984 looking fantastic <laughs> okay. over there. Okay. Um, let me go through the fast ones real quick. As far as coming onto the pod, um, we have Tyler, Brad, we have our our homie, our brother Brandon, we have Ryan, um, we have some people when we met at WrestleMania weekend, Andres and everybody we met through there. As far as in my life and in my family, first off I wanna thank little Matt, Matthew. This kid is just I always joke and call him my greatest creation from Iron Man, but he's my greatest creation because he gives me so much inspiration in a day. He fuels me to challenge certain things. If y'all hear the stories of on at dinner time where he's like, oh my, you need to say that on a the pod then. You need to say it like this. I'm talking all your stuff now and say it on the pod. But he gives me that inspiration to want to do that and to, to step out and maybe even sound weird if I have to sound weird. The love of my life. 
We've been together since 2001. We argue on the day that we met, but we know that it was 2000. I have became a woman since I, oh God, okay. Oh, we about to get I've the become... tears going. Look at that, that Prosecco, that Prosecco hidden. That, that seventh be... Grammy from Mike is, is hidden. He's like, man, I'm breaking history right now. Yes. I have become a woman while you've been by my side. Damn. We've just been, you know, I, I just put up a picture that before our 10th wedding anniversary, it was the decade of destruction. We about to hit two decades of destruction. Ooh. Like, man, this, this is it. You know, when I, when I leave this planet and this version of me, I'm going to say, God, thank you for giving me mad as my other human in this planet. That's all I'm going to say. How beautiful was that? That was hey, beautiful. How beautiful was that? Hey, E, where's your Draco at? I got to get hard. I got to get hard. Where's that Draco at, E? The Draco ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're um, in a fair shop. So, yeah, for me, it's uh, E, for you too, of course. But E, thank you At for e. thank you, e. Um, making sure that these pods get fully put up like, like they're supposed to. Uh, e is the one that puts our podcast up, the full episodes on YouTube does it on uh, the podcast platforms. So, and I still know how to do the full episodes. I, I can figure out some of the stuff on YouTube, but episodes, it is that guy. So I appreciate you for that because it wasn't Thank for you, that brother. and we wouldn't be able to get this out. So I appreciate that for you. Uh, Rhodesia, outside of just being on the podcast, which was a, a big, big deal to me, is making sure that we had a, a female voice on here when we started this. Um, it's just being there outside the pod in regards to the podcast. I put a a lot into this podcast. I put a lot into our Twitter. Uh, and I do that for us, right? The, the show is not called Matt in the TFW podcast. This is the TFW podcast. And uh, she is there to hear me either bitch and moan or congratulate ourselves when something happens really good. Uh, but I am always thinking about how to get the best content for you guys who listen and, and watch every single day. Um, and I will continue to do that because it is not lost on me. I see the, the download numbers. It is not lost on me that a lot of you brought in your Christmas with us. It is not lost on me. A lot of you brought in Thanksgiving with us. It is not lost on me. A lot of you brought in New Year's Eve and New Year's Day with us. So if you guys are willing to press play on a holiday, you best believe I am willing to put in 100% uh, my time and energy to making sure that I give you something that you are proud of to listen to and you can laugh with it. You can joke with it. You can curse at your phone or your device because you don't agree with what we're saying, but you know, it's going to be entertaining somehow, some way at the end of the day. Uh, and, that, and, and at the end, I want to thank anyone who's listening and everyone who's listening. Um, you, we do this for you guys. This is, is there is no other reason why we do this when i get messages on youtube that says man this is so cool to see you know you three that look like me for you know for me to find you guys and you guys are hilarious hey i just found you guys and you guys have incredible takes see that on twitter see that on youtube uh that that is the motivation that i would need 
going forward and I won't need anything else. Yes, our plan is to take this much bigger than what it is. And you guys will see, of course, a lot of that in future episodes and the weeks and months to come. But at the end of the day, thank you guys. Because if nobody's listening, then we're talking to the black hole. And uh, our listenership and our viewership has significantly moved up over the last few months. And that is, once again, a testament to you guys spreading the word. I say it every single episode. I give my thanks. That is not just, hey, you should thank people. No, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. And I always say, you know, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a family member, right? Because I do know that the best way to get information out there outside of just regular marketing is word of mouth. And I appreciate each and every one of you that do that. So that is the 100th episode of the TFW podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. You were able to spend some time with Katrina. You're able to spend some time with little Matt, Matt Jr. And of course, you're able to spend some time with us three the hard way. Myself, Matt, Rhodesia, and Eshan. And as quick as 100 win, it's like night two of WrestleMania, right? All right, we get a day to celebrate. We back at it. Because on Wednesday, we got some things to talk about. And then uh, next week, don't forget, we are doing a watch along for... Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. We'll talk about that on uh, X. So I'll give you guys information on that. And then we are going to give you guys the top 20 of all time superstar list that we have, the three of us, and we'll kind of have that conversation. And then we double back with that to the Royal Rumble post live show. Right after the Royal Rumble, we will have a special guest on that show as well that you've heard of numerous times on this here podcast. So until then, we love you guys 100% and we'll be back on Wednesday. Peace. Love y'all. Love y'all. So much. Confetti. You didn't see my confetti, but. Oh, yay. (laughs)